your new home for podcasts and original music. The Sacknif One Radio Network. Nick Saban does not play anybody less than his. He doesn't put anybody less on the field than his very best player. Bama does what Bama do. Um, I heard a noise. My bad. Somebody just left it on. <laughs> left it on myself, uh, that Colorado defense is definitely underrated, but he, they ended up pulling it out late. Uh, they have one of the players to watch for, uh, Isaiah Spiller. Oh, it, it's better. It's better now. Trust me. Like back in the day, there was at least one murder. <laughs> so, I mean, it's better now. Realize that you're not doing anything to press your cases by getting me to go down there. Nah, man, come on down there. It was only one murder. Yeah, they're only averaging one murder a year. And shout out to Florida. They're playing them this Saturday. Number 11 ranked Florida playing number one Alabama. So I think that's going to be a high scoring game. And wow. Well played, Colin. Well played. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> you, get, you get a double finger point, one for me and one for Sean. You need to get deep. Here we go. Get your popcorn ready. What's the big thing? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am Sean Spencer. I am Anthony Handy. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Let's Talk College Football. Yes, How you sir. feeling, my man? Doing well, doing well. How you been, man? I've been good, man. I've been staying busy. I've been trying to keep busy. I've been on this thing. I've been on this thing all week. I've been excited to get in here and talk with you, my my guy, about this stuff that's been going on. I've been oh, yeah. enjoying watching all the content you've been putting out this week. You and Janae were killing me on Monday, and then you were killing me on the roundtable on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And then your boy Ab, actually, actually, I had something to say, Ab. If you're watching this, my guy, I was, you, I got, I gotta have more from your ranch, guy. I gotta have more from your ranch. That's all I'm gonna say because we got a lot to talk about today. So we gonna keep that, keep that brief. But we here, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Fingers and the shout out king, Sean Spencer, here yes, with this week's episode of Let's Talk Football. So let's get to it. Week five, very eventful. We're not gonna get too deep into that. But what we are gonna talk about, y'all see my hat, you know how I roll. We're definitely, we're definitely gonna talk about Georgia versus Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas came in ranked at number eight. They were looking impressive to everybody, bro. Like everybody was, everybody's like. Oh wow! Is this new and improved? Arkansas turn the jukebox on. Let's but get this done. But what wound up happening was um, Georgia took the opening kickoff and proceeded to march down the field, and we saw uh, we saw a face score a touchdown. It, 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 he, he's a beast, but he doesn't get a lot of love because we got a running back by committee there. That being one Zamir Zeus White, and from that point on, the slaughter was on. Mm-hmm. The game thirty-seven to nothing. The final score. Uh, seriously, it was, and it was a lot worse than the score indicated, y'all. I want you to think about this. Georgia only had seventy-two yards of passing that whole game, man. <laughs> wow, seventy-two yards of passing the entire game. But you know what the difference in the game was this week? Ask me how many yards they had rushing. How many yards they had rushing? 272 yards and no running back had over 100 yards uh james cook had uh six carries for 87 yards um six carries for 87 yards and uh averaging 7.2 yards per carry i mean they were shredding the defense up uh the chains were moving 
Zeus, uh, he only had 68 yards, but he had oh, wow. two touchdowns rushing on offense, okay. and then he recovered a block punt for nice. another touchdown. Um, Kendall, Kendall Milton, like I said, we only had 72 yards passing, but Kendall Milton ran for 48 yards, and he scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. uh, the defense came up big. They had three sacks. They held Arkansas to 87 yards passing. We talk about KJ Jefferson, and that boy is that boy is a beast. Mm -hmm. I watched him play. Who was that they played the week before? Um, I forget who it was they played the week before. Who and, Arkansas? Yeah, before Texas, they played Texas A and M. Texas A and M. And that boy hurt his leg, and he was mad he couldn't get in the game. The boy is a competitor. He wants to be in the game every play that he can be out there. Uh, and they held right, him right. to 87 yards passing. Um, prior to that, he was throwing for two. He was averaging 203.5 a game. Okay? Hmm. He was held to 66 yards. Uh, he, he, the coach just tapped him and said, come on, sit down, uh, right. and put in his replacement. Now, Arkansas's longest drive the entire game was 60 yards, and that was in the fourth quarter when Kirby Smart had pulled all of his backups, and that's normally what he does. I pulled all of his starters. He likes to pull the starters because – no sense getting your guys hurt when you up by seven touchdowns. Right. And they're right. not going to catch you. So, you know, prior to that, their longest drive was 55 yards. Uh, and then their kicker, Cam Little, missed uh, the field goal attempt. And that was in the first quarter. My takeaways from this game this week, um, this is probably the most complete. I've been saying it so far all season. This is probably the most complete University of Georgia football squad I've seen in, in my time on this earth since I've been following the team. And that yeah. includes the, that includes the 1980, um, the 1980 squad. Yeah. Although those boys, those boys are bad. Those boys are bad, but these guys are ridiculous. I mean, they, they've had, I think they still only have like one offensive touchdown scored against them so far this season. Really? The defense is ranked number one in the nation. Um, not surprisingly, Auburn is ranked number two. You're gonna be surprised when you find out who number three is. I'm gonna get into that later, but okay. uh, basically it's, it's okay. You know, our starting quarterbacks out. Stetson Bennett might be a little bit iffy behind the center, but he can manage the game. So if we can't beat you passing, if we can't beat you passing, we're going to beat you putting the ball on the ground. And oh, then yeah. we'll let the defense worry about the rest. Uh, so that leads me into – I'm going to go ahead and talk about this one now, and then we have the SEC games of the week. Um, Georgia, number two ranked in the nation, taking on Auburn, 3.30 Eastern on CBS. Okay, you want to check that one out. Uh, starter JT Daniels, he's still out. He had, a, if you remember, he had uh, some kind of injury to his lat and mm. uh, and his throwing arm. They said that he's in practice. How long is JT Daniels will be out? They said that he probably would be good to come back, if not next week, the week after. He's in, he's able to practice, he's able to throw, but they don't really have him going one hundred percent. They've mm. just got him doing soft throws right now. Um, you know, that, that doesn't mean that we're taking Auburn lightly, but Stetson Bennett has proven himself to be far more than capable. Biggest thing is that, uh, you know, um, Stetson Bennett is not as bad as my other Georgia quarterback that we like to talk about, the professional one, that guy. But oh, yeah. uh, he, 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 is, he has been known to take a pick, throw a pick every now and again. So that's something we have to hold our breath for because Auburn, even though they're not the Auburn we're used to, they're not the Auburn of the Cam Newton years. Um, they're not the you know the Auburn that used to go toe to toe with uh, Bama in the '90s and the '80s. Mm -hmm. They can still get by you. 
You, you, yeah. all, they, all they need is an inch, and they'll they'll slide their way through the door. So he's going to be out for a while. Um, wide receiver Dominic Blaylock is still questionable. If you remember, he last played two seasons ago. He tore an ACL. He missed all of last season. Uh, he was averaging 17 and a half yards per catch. Hmm. Um, and and uh, I forgot how many yards he had that season, but he is questionable. But they're saying that they're trying to hold him and possibly bring him back for Georgia, Florida. More details on that right now. Georgia has 1,180 yards receiving, mm-hmm. and uh, the favorite receiver, believe it or not, is not a wide receiver. Our number mm-hmm. one wide receiver, uh, George Pickens, um, they said three weeks ago that it would be somewhere between two to three weeks. So if he doesn't suit up on Saturday, he will probably be suiting up next week. Okay, uh, But he's not the favorite target. The favorite target is a tight end. What? Yes, sir. Tight end Brock Bowers, 18 receptions, 272 yards, and 14 so far this season. Your wow. boy is balling out. He, right. has, he has become a fan favorite. Every time they're at Sanford Stadium and he puts his hands on the ball, they haven't come up with something. You know how when uh Amari Cooper catches a touchdown, they go Coop, or like right. Chris Cooley would make a tackle and they go, Cooley. They don't have anything for him yet, but they got yeah. something because they soon, soon. that boy gets his hands on the ball and those fans lose their mind. So yeah. keep your eyes on Brock Bowers, ladies and gentlemen, starting tight end University of Georgia. Go dogs. Um, the Georgia defense is ranked number one right now. Auburn is currently ranked number 23 or actually that was when I wrote these notes. If, uh, if I remember correctly, as of 15 minutes ago, I think they jumped up to like mm, 16 or 17 after their win over LSU, after their win over LSU. Yeah. Um, there's a little family connection in this game too, man. Oh, wow. You want to take, you want to take a stab at what it is? No, who, what, what family connection is in this? Well, if you remember the 2017 University of Georgia football squad, they were led, yeah. they were led by a quarterback, uh, a, a local prospect that they managed to bring in, who beat out Jake Eason for the job by the name mm. of, by the name of Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake Fromm went on to be drafted by the Bills. He unfortunately wound up riding the pine. He got cut. I think he's on the practice squad right now. Yeah, and God, the internet, the the the. The Georgia haters are having a field day with that. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, Justin Daniels looked good playing on Saturday. One hundred right. yards, Jake Fromm had. Oh wait, I'm sorry, but wow, hey, yeah, they're going in hard. Oh yeah, y'all leave Jake alone. Some of y'all just mad because Jake Fromm beat y'all in the um, beat y'all the in, the, in the SEC championship game. The truth. I, I won't, I won't say who it is, but we're playing them on Saturday. Now I'm not going to talk too much smack because that what goes around comes around. Yeah, very uh, true. The family connection is Jake Fromm's little brother Tyler is playing tight end at hmm. Auburn, and right now he's not getting a lot of playing time. But uh, so far in the year, he's got uh, three receptions with 40 yards and a touchdown. So, oh, wow. yeah, a little family connect there. So now he's down there. You know, Jake will probably be at the game if he doesn't have to be with the team. So that's Georgia versus Auburn, ladies and gentlemen. Again, that is at 3.30 Eastern on CBS. I definitely plan to be in front of the TV screaming my head off. Moving on. Hmm. SEC games this week. All right. So we're going to start with uh, the before mentioned Arkansas. They were ranked number eight. They tumbled five spots to number 13 Hmm. versus number 17 Ole Miss. Now, what do Ole Miss and Auburn have? uh, Excuse me. Ole Miss and Arkansas have in common 
in the south. <laughs> you stupid. Boss in the in the south. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> they uh both played the number one and the number two teams in the nation yeah. last week and both came up a little bit short. Um, yeah, uh Arkansas to Georgia and old Mr. Alabama. I meant to send you that clip, man, because I wanted you to play that clip. Did you hmm. get it? I thought you sent it to me. Do you have it? You can share it with me. I how can I share it? Oh, I do have the share right here. Yeah, yeah. You've done that. You've done that before. Have I? Yeah. You shared. Uh, you had your picture of when you were in a Falcons uh, uniform. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So let's see if we can find that, ladies and gentlemen. But for those of you that did not have an opportunity to see the game, they went out on. uh, Do I have it? Do I really have it? I may not have it. I, know, I thought I sent it to you, but I, it doesn't look like, oh, man. You know what? I'm not going to take up too much time on that because we got a lot to cover. But basically what happened is they went out to interview Coach Lane Kiffin mm. before the game. And they said that uh, this and the, and the reporter asked him that, uh, you know, there was something written on the page of this paper that you found. What was written on the paper? And he said, well, I hope there's still room left on the paper that we don't run out of room to write this new chapter. Then he says, get your popcorn ready. And just does this mic drop with his headphones and just throws them and runs off. And they were like, even the announcer was like, whoa, like, what was that? Like, he just had to, did, did he just do a mic drop and a reference to popcorn? Right. <laughs> and what happened? They yeah, went out well. there, they went out there and, uh, yeah. Well, as you know, they came up a little short. I will I give I will give him his props though. <laughs> he takes that uh, he takes everything with a grain of salt. He's got a great sense of humor. He yeah. put out a tweet on uh, Twitter today with a picture of him surrounded by buckets of popcorn and said the first like five hundred some odd fans that show up at the game will get a, a voucher for a free thing of popcorn. And he's just chilling and cheesing with a big thing of popcorn. Yeah. So he's got a good sense of humor, but. Nice. Uh, so let's see. Uh, where are they? So not not either team could do much. I mean, you're playing the number one and the number two or number three defense in the country, mm. respectively. There's not a whole heck of a lot they could do, so we can't fault them for that. Um, it'll still be interesting. You know, normally what happens is when you get really highly touted and you go into a game against a juggernaut and everybody's hyping you up. It's like when you were growing up in school and the bully was picking on you and you knew the strongest guy in school was you were supposed to fight this guy and all your boys is hyping you up and folks are like oh snap handy might get him handy might get him and then you go in and you get beat up you you sometimes you don't wind up the same so it'll be interesting to they see are who we thought they were right it will be interesting to see this saturday who steps up to the challenge because like i said kj jefferson is a beast quarterback and matt corral if you remember matt corral was ranked uh very highly amongst this year's quarterback class yeah. and was a preseason Heisman hopeful. Very uh, true. And actually they're saying that uh his Heisman hopes still have not been hurt that mm. badly by the loss this week because they played against Alabama. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? It would be different if they went out and they lost to oh say uh Johnson City Tennessee Junior College then that would <laughs> be different. But Buck Tussle, what was it? What the thing you said last time? Bug Tussle, Bug Tussle, Mr. Bug Tussle State University. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they rode in. A, they rode in on a school bus. They don't even uh-huh. have their own equipment. They had to borrow it from the local high school. 
several local high schools. Right. So they all play seven-man ball, so they don't have enough equipment. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. We said we were going to keep the ad-libs to a minimum this week. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see which one of them bounces back. Who bounces back and who goes into a tailspin? We don't know, but we'll see starting this Saturday. That kickoff, ladies and gentlemen, is at noon Eastern, and they are playing in Oxford. Uh, that is uh, Arkansas versus Ole Miss. Next game, Vanderbilt versus Florida. Mm. Okay? We know who Vanderbilt is. Yeah. I will tell you this. Vanderbilt, Didn't y'all lay 62 on them? Huh? Didn't y'all put 62 on them? We did. We <laughs> did indeed. But Vanderbilt is kind of sneaky. Vanderbilt mm. is that team that will have one game a year where they will take a team that's supposed to mop the floor with them and they'll actually run them to the wire. Hmm. And Florida is coming off a loss last week that basically, you know, Florida's got two losses now. They're three and two. And we all know that in the SEC and in Division One, in the Power Five, two losses basically eliminate you from a playoff contention unless you're, right. unless you're Alabama in 2017. But we ain't bitter about that at all. Not <laughs> at all. At all. Look at my face. <laughs> I feel mad at you too, attack. Very mad. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, two losses basically eliminate you from playoff contention. And with uh Kentucky being undefeated, Georgia being undefeated, neither one of those teams are looking to put yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? Kentucky is tied for first place in the SEC East with UGA. You know, five wins. That's what they gave last week. We'll get into that in a minute. That's who Florida <laughs> lost to last week. Yeah. Um so either they're going to – one of two things is going to happen. Florida is either going to come out with a huge chip on their shoulder or they're going to be chasing ghosts from last week. That, yeah. that, that's generally what happens to Florida when they lose a game. the last four or five years since Dan Mullen has been the coach. They either rebound big time from a loss or they uh, they come out like they're chasing ghosts like they can't get out of their own way. I want to, I want to know which Florida team shows up. Um, that's going to be key. Yeah, but those two losses have basically eliminated them from from playoff contention. So at this point, they're um at this point they're driving the bus in route to their own destiny. They basically had to win out. At this point, they had to win out and then hope to since Kentucky's already beat them, they either have to hope that we lose to and that one of those two losses is to them in order just to get to the SEC championship. Now they yeah. can still win out and get a ball game because SEC teams draw ratings. So, but yeah. at this point, they're kind of out of playoff contention. I've said that about 80, 80 different times. Um, 20 to 13 to Bob Stoops. Okay. Big Blue Nation is not known for football. Big Blue no. Nation is known for basketball. But they've yep. been, you know what? They've been Rocky pretty chock. Rocky top. They've, been, they've been pretty scrappy the last several years. I mean, they've been able to log at least anywhere between seven to nine wins a season. Um, I believe. Who are we talking about? We talking about Kansas? Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Kansas for a second. I was like, nope. Not, no. Not. Now, if I had said K State, that would be different. Yeah. K State yeah. got decent, <laughs> decent ball, get ball team, but they're over in the Big Twelve, and we will talk about that. No, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about the Jayhawks. Oh, yeah. You like Anthony? Did you bump your head? Do you feel okay? <laughs> no, uh, Kentucky's but been yeah. oh, Kentucky's been posting at least eight win seasons for the last two or three seasons. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know what happened to their quarterback that they had, Terry Wilson. I don't know if he declared for the draft or not, but after he uh, hurt 
his leg two seasons ago. He wasn't quite the same. I think he wound up getting benched last year. I don't even know if he's still playing ball. But they lost 20 to 13. Uh, the Wildcats pretty much uh, basically assured that they have knocked Florida out of contention for the championship. Uh, they're still undefeated at 5-0. and And like wow. I said, they're tied with Georgia. So it's going to be interesting to see if Kentucky wins this game. Right. To, uh, two days from now, I keep, I'm thinking today's Friday. Uh, if they win that game two days <laughs> from now and they wind up going 6-0 and and Georgia wins and goes 6-0, and does the talk start to shift from who can beat Bama or does it shift to the Georgia-Kentucky showdown? Mm. You know what I mean? Because you know how the media will jump on the well, media. Right, like, right. They go, the they're they're going to paint their narrative. Yeah, they're definitely going to paint the narrative because they definitely they definitely painted some coffins for uh, Arkansas last week. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick. After they, after they painted them up, yeah. they were like, oh, Arkansas, here we come. The great, mighty David. And yeah, they, they, mm-mm. Yeah, that did, that did not go well for them. They came, no. they came in, they came in. The jukebox turned on and got carried out by the African dancing guys with the carpet. That just <laughs> did not go well for them. Bye bye. Look, they were sitting on the sideline. That look after Zeus scored the first touchdown, the they wide receiver looked up and the dude was standing next to him in tuxedo. He just tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me. I know the way." Yeah. Uh, next, your <laughs> matchup is over. <laughs> We don't do that here. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. South Carolina versus Tennessee. It's at noon on uh, ESPN2. Both of these teams have been have had very disappointing seasons. South Carolina mm-hmm. was looking forward to rebuilding after uh, the firing of Coach Muschamp, who, by the way, has been a key cog to go back to Georgia. He's been a key cog in that team's turnaround this year because he is their defensive coordinator. And, man, I did not know that dude had those kind of defensive chops. Yeah. Like, seriously. Kirby, if you're watching this, give that man a contract and give keep him around. Because I need, I mean, give him a long – renew his contract at the end of the season and give him a long win in a nice race, okay? Because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. like what he's doing. We didn't like him at South Carolina, but now that he's red and black, he all right with us. Just saying. Oh, yeah. um, uh, both teams are three and two. And Tennessee, we know how Tennessee goes. The narrative – Ever since Peyton left is, this is our year, this is our year, this is our year. Is that guy still the assistant behind Nick Saban, their old coach? Their old coach from Tennessee? Uh, I thought so, unless he's not, one of the other ones that left. I thought yeah, he, well, was. he was. He a head coach at Tennessee, and I cannot yeah. remember his name. If there's anybody out there right now um, that's watching this that can throw that in the comments yeah. and let us know. Uh, yeah, write that in the comments if you know the name, guys. If you know the name, yeah, I know Nate will probably throw it up there real quick. Oh uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, and he wound up taking the job as an assistant in Alabama. Mm. But the funny part is, it's just kind of a title job because I don't really see him doing a whole bunch. Like he's just short of being Nick Saban's get back guy. You know the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get back, back up, back up. Wait a minute, did you know that the get back guy makes six figures a year? Wow. I'll do that. All he, six does follow, all he does is follow coach around and gra- seriously. As oh, a man, grown man, you, yeah. as a grown man, you get paid six figures a year to grab another grown man by his belt loop, by his butt crack to keep him from stepping across a line and getting your team a penalty. Yep. Get me some money. Yeah. Look, the get back guy and the people that sweep the floor of the NBA both making six figures a year, and I got a nine to five. What am I doing with my life? I'm telling you. Oh, by the way, if you're watching this right now. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us today on Let's Talk Football. That's my man, Sean Spencer, the shout-out king. I am Anthony Handy, and we are coming to you live. Right now, we're talking the week in SEC football. Uh, we'll keep this thing going. Uh, we're talking about South Carolina versus Tennessee. Uh, they're both 3-2 and two right now. And, um, you know, the, the South Carolina is what South Carolina is. They always yeah. were kind of, uh, except for when Spurrier went down there and did what he did. And then Muschamp kind of inherited a little something there. And he he held uh, it tight yeah. for a minute until until basically he held it together until Spurrier's recruits were all gone. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, yeah, okay, you are who we thought we you thought were. you were. And right. they let him go. Um, but you know, Tennessee, Tennessee is I'm putting my, I'm I'm giving the edge to South Carolina in this one. Because Tennessee hmm. t- Tennessee has some good talent. Yeah. But Tennessee is prone to drop the ball, pun completely intended, drop yeah. the ball at the big times, and they don't really have much of a home field advantage. Right now they have a three and five home record dating back to last season. And that's one of the largest, most I mean, you can't find fans any bigger or any crazier than in the Southeastern Conference, and even more crazy in Tennessee. Um, just I, maybe it might be that orange. Maybe Sandra Bullock was onto something. I can't wear that gaudy orange. It's not in my color wheel, and I will not wear it. So she I'm knew. She knew. I'm giving it. I mean, think about it. They had a they had a five star offensive tackle in Wanye Morris, mm-hmm. and uh, he transferred. He jumped in a transfer portal. He's now at. He's now playing for the Sooners. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah, that game at noon on ESPN2, South Carolina at Tennessee. Uh, next up, we're talking uh, North Texas makes its way to play Missouri. Mm. That game's at 4 p.m. Mm. That game's at 4 p.m. on the SEC Network. If you want to see a football game, watch that one. Mm-hmm. I mean that in the literal sense because there's not much else going on there i don't know what else to say i'm not even trying to be mean but there's not much else to say if you just want to have some background, you want to have some background noise on while you're cleaning the house up in the afternoon to have yourself some wings and got something on the smoker you can put that on but you're not gonna you know unless you're a diehard fan you're not gonna see a whole heck of a lot um missouri missouri was kind of missouri was scrappy I remember. I remember. This was during the Jake Fromm years. At this was just a few years ago. The Jake Fromm years at University of Georgia. Drew Locke used to give us the business. Now, granted, yeah, we, granted, we we beat them, but he would give us the business. Like yeah, that was one of the toughest opponents that they faced. Not you know, not ba- you know, because Bama, you expect to get beat. You you expect to go head to head with Bama. You expect Georgia, Florida, the guys to knock heads. Oh yeah. You know, Missouri is not, you know, Auburn. That's another one that we expect to knock heads with. You don't expect to go to Missouri and have a team like that just go toe to toe with you. I would watch every one of those games on Puck Effector Fifty Two because mm. Drew Lock was a, Drew Lock was a, a he wasn't a monster, but he was he, he was, was good in college. He's a soldier. That yeah. dude was a soldier. He was good was in like, college. He was like the he was like determined. He was like the T one thousand. When Arnold Schwarzenegger shot his leg off and he just kept coming, it didn't yeah. matter how many times he got sacked or whatever, he would get up and be back out there the next play. Yeah, but since he's left, they've been seven and eight. They they even posted a couple of wins. I mean, they weren't they didn't win by much. Like it was like maybe six and four or maybe I think maybe a seven and three. But they have been seven and eight since Drew Locke left. 
So, yeah, if you want some noise on, you just want to hear some football noise and maybe watch a couple of Dr. Pepper Fanville commercials, you can turn that one on. Go to four o'clock on the SEC network. Yep. Like I said, I'll say it again. North Texas at Missouri. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Here is uh, oof, here's one right here that I want to talk about. Okay. LSU versus number 16, Kentucky, on the SEC network, immediately following the background noise game I just discussed. Oh, wow. Um, LSU. Man, I don't know what happened to LSU. Well, actually, I can tell you what happened to LSU. I'm going to be honest. I've, I've Since we've been doing this, I've been following a lot of podcasts and a lot of YouTube shows, guys that do their college commentary. Um, there's a guy I want you to check out. His name is um, – no, actually, you you kind of follow West Virginia. There's a guy you need to follow. He's called Blue and Gold Guy. He mm. does, he does uh, West Virginia commentary. He talks about that, that conference. Um, there's a guy I follow. His name's Uncle Lou. He does UGA commentary. Um, uh, somebody, a uh, uh, blue and gold guy, did a bit where he said, is it time to fire Ed Ogeron? Um, and it, there seems to be the general consensus that if uh, Coach O doesn't post at least nine wins this year, then it may be time for Coach O to go. Yeah. Now, uh, here's why I disagree with that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. What generally, what generally happens after you come in as a um, assistant coach, and then you work your way up to uh, you work your way up the chain, and maybe you're like the head defensive coordinator or the head offensive coordinator, and then your team, you know, you've been there for a few years, and then your team happens to win a national championship. Right. The same thing that happens with your seniors. They bolt for they bolt for other jobs. Somebody exactly. wants to come and stroke them a big. You, you know, you're making six figures. Ed's making, you know, Ed's making six million a year. You're making four hundred thousand, which still is nothing to spit at. But somebody's willing to give you more, maybe yeah. one point five or two point. Absolutely right. So he lost a goodly amount of his coaching staff, and he lost almost all of his seniors, and so he's basically rebuilding that squad. And I actually thought that they had it. I mean, honestly, let's be real. They didn't lose that game by a heck of a lot. They were on their way to scoring the winning touchdown when uh, when uh, when uh, the, the interception was thrown in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. that allowed Auburn to basically run the clock out. So they, they're not bad that three and two. It's just that you, you know how fan bases get. You win one championship and the fan base wants more. Right. And you win one, they want two. You win two, they want five. You win five, they want ten. Right. That's why they loved Bear Bryant. That's why they loved uh, – Coach Shula at Alabama. That's mm-hmm. why they love Nick Saban. That's why Patriots fans love Bill Belichick. Hell, that's why Georgia fans love Vince Dooley. They won the national championship in '80, had a run, and ran it back in '81, and only fell short by like maybe three, four points. So, you know, um, that's what's going on in LSU. They've just been kind of struggling to find their identity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that national championship definitely. It was a good thing and it was a bad thing. It 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 put because it was a good thing because they won the championship. It was a bad thing though, because as a college football program, once you win a championship, now all eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, target on your back. I, you know, I knew who LSU was. I remember when they won the national championship when Saban was there. But mm-hmm. then not long after that, he left, and people were like, "Ah, we'll see what happens." But they would, you know, they weren't expecting as much once he left because the new coach came in but then coach o came in and he wins his championship now all eyes are on him and you're only two seasons removed so they're expecting some things out of him 
but you know he's not he's not really able to 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 make it happen the last couple of years right now like i said they're three and two mm-hmm. and they lost at home to auburn the last time auburn beat lsu in death valley was eight thousand five days ago on september 18th 1999 right it's been 23 years since lsu lost the tiger bowl playing in death valley Yep. So you know the fans are upset about that. Wow. Um, but uh, you're getting used to victory. You yeah, know, you have three national championships since 2000. I mean, yeah, and that, that's that's impressive. Now, I will say this LSU has uh, roughly, let's see, they got just over 1,800 yards in uh, 1,800 yards in total offense, uh, 1,500 passing, just over 1,500 and 353 rushing. And they rank 83rd in the nation. So they're not. An exceptionally powerful offense. Yeah. Um, but that's not what's killing them. And here's the thing: Kentucky's coming hot off that win over Florida. Yep. They 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 got momentum behind them. They're playing at home in front of Big Blue Nation. You know they're gonna be completely hyped. Um, now Kentucky, their offense is not that much farther ahead of the uh, they're not that much farther ahead, but here's the determining factor. They have almost a thousand yards worth of rushing offense so far this season in five games. They're, oh, they're wow. close to averaging 200 yards per game, and yep. their leading running back is Chris Rodriguez. He's got 612 of those 990 some odd yards. Yeah. I haven't seen him play yet. That boy must be an absolute beast. Yeah. So, and then uh, Kentucky's defense is ranked. Oh, I'm sorry, not number three. Kentucky's defense is ranked number four in the nation. Wow. Now. For reference, um, you know, um, LSU is 10th, but for reference, and this is not to knock, this is just an example, okay? Kentucky has played so far uh, Louisiana Monroe, mm-hmm. Missouri, who we already discussed, mm-hmm. uh, UT Chattanooga, mm-hmm. South Carolina, and Florida. Of mm-hmm. those five opponents, the only one that really stands out and jumps off the page is Florida. Florida and like right. we said, they right. could have beaten Florida were it not for that interception. Now, on the other side of that coin, LSU has faced UCLA, McNeese State, Central Michigan, Mississippi State, and Auburn. And they posted losses against UCLA in the opener in Auburn last week. Right. Now, of those two teams, Auburn definitely had a little bit more of an uphill climb because UCLA might not be, you know, they might not be top tier, but there are no slouch out there in the Pac-12. I don't. Oh, you see, they surprising people this year. They think yeah, they're surprising they people. And uh, Auburn, we know, we know what Auburn can do. So they they took Auburn down to the wire. It took an interception right. from Auburn to shut them down. Right. So I would give the edge to Auburn, just because they've had the tougher climb. Uh, I'm sorry, not Auburn. What am I talking about? Auburn's not in this game. I'd give the edge. <laughs> to I'm stuck on Auburn. I can't get them off my brain because we play them Saturday. I give the edge to LSU in this game uh, just because uh, I think they're going to come back with a chip on their shoulder. Yep. And Kentucky is another one of those teams that has a tendency to get a little too far ahead of itself. Yeah, I think you're overlooking them. Not that they're not good this year because, you you know, to go to run five games and not lose, granted, they got a, what, a 12-game season? Mm-hmm. Um, but when a team like this that's not used to winning, not used to being a dominant team is dominant – they start to smell themselves a little bit sometimes, or yeah. or or they overlook an LSU team that we know is down, you know, and everybody's hyping up Kentucky. 
I think I, I agree with you. I think this is, like, this is almost like a trap game. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a trap game. Um, and that's you got to be careful for that because that can definitely get you in a lot of trouble. So I'm giving it. I'm giving the edge to LSU. I think that Kentucky's thinking that it's their year and LSU's on the way down, and they could probably, um, uh, they'll probably, and they and they're playing at home. They'll have the fans behind them. Uh, hey, Kentucky fans, this is not a knock. If no. any of you have an inroads, I know coaches are preaching it to them all week, but if you see any of the guys, if you're a student and you see the guys on campus, if you're a professor and you see the guys on campus, just tell them to stay focused, okay? Mm-hmm. One week at a time. That's one of the things that the big debates right now in the University of Georgia sports groups is, uh, would you rather be ranked, would you rather, you know, uh, I'd rather be ranked number one. To tell you the complete truth, I don't care if we're ranked number one and we're ranked number 18. Right. Go, go, do what you got to do and get exactly. in the playoffs and win the trophy. And then I'm happy. I'd rather exactly. finish the entire season at number one. I don't care. I don't give a damn where we're ranked. As long as we can get to the championship and win it, the that's damn all team. I care about. Right. I'm Absolutely. happy. Do I have my concerns as a fan? Sure. I'm not on the payroll on the athletic staff. So exactly. I'm just going to sit back and watch the game and hope they do well. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kentucky fans, y'all, you keep your boys in check, okay? It's big, a uh, uh, big head. Uh, what's it? Listen, your 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 quote is yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what's your quote? What is the quote? The race. Oh yeah, is not given to the swift nor the fight to the strong, but to <laughs> he that endureth <laughs> to the end. Pass the handy in the building. Blessed is the man that endureth, for when he is crowned, he shall achieve. A crown of life that God has promised to God, yeah. that believes in him. <laughs> as God has, right? As we look to the ushers to be dismissed, we pass the collection plates. Anyway, and to the sister in the congregation that I saw you on television signing the lottery check that you won the Powerball, uh, the deacons have uh, instituted a security detail at the back of the church. You, right? They will be escorting you to the trustee's office so that you can do your tithes. Thank you. Right, right. Contribution to the building fund is due. I know we've had a building fund for 25 years, haven't put a doorknob on the church, but we claiming it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> we done with that. On to, on to the uh, final SEC game of the week. Uh, Bama versus Texas A&M. Yep. Okay. You and I have discussed a gajillion times what Bama is capable of. We know they're the number one team in the country. We know they've got arguably one of the best college coaches in college football history at the helm. We know they've got Bryce Young. You and I talked about Brian Robinson. or Actually, I think I talked about him on the short last week. Yeah. Brian Robinson, I forgot how many yards did that boy run for. He ran for like over 200-some-odd yards and scored wow. six touchdowns. He had like almost 40 carries, he said, in a post-game interview. I've never carried the ball. I never carried the ball 30 times when I was in high school. He right. almost touched the ball 36 times, ran for 400 some, uh, no, 200 some odd, 300 some odd yards, and six touchdowns. Really? That is a lethal, yeah. That is wow. a lethal. Was it six or four? I, like I said, that's why I recorded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, he, but, and, 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 uh, you know, I'm still learning all the names of the new players because most of their players last year, uh, left in the draft. So okay. I know, yeah, Michi, right. I know Michi is still there, and that's about it. I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. him. I don't know him. Um, but we know what Bama is capable of. So it's not a whole lot that can be said about that already. Um, the Aggies actually, they're, they're kind of in a little, a little funk this year. 
They mm-hmm. actually finished second in the SEC West last year. They finished nine and one yeah. behind yeah. Alabama. And they course, still have their is their is their starter still injured? Um, you know what? I didn't even check the injury report. Yeah, because they've been dealing with the backup for a while. Um, he's doing decent, but I mean, Colorado almost beat them because of their backup. Yep. Yeah. So you know, right now they've they've struggled to get to three and two. And I'm sorry, I didn't check that. That's a mental note. Start checking the injury reports um, for other teams other than Georgia. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the Georgia double, insider, right? It's Georgia <laughs> and no one else. Um, yes. They finished nine and one last year, so they had a really good year. But they struggled to get to three and two. They lost to number thirteen Arkansas and an unranked Mississippi State. That's oh. hard to follow to wrap your head around. Yeah, Arkansas because because during the Dak Prescott years they weren't lethal, yeah. but you you nobody overlooked them. Not right. even Nick Saban. You know what I mean? Because Dak was Dak was Dak. I know. Dak you know Dak. I know he right. might not necessarily be the biggest fan of Dak because of his professional affiliations, but hey, I like I like him as a person. Props. <laughs> I'll be honest. That sounds like, sound like the kind of thing you say about somebody got a crush on you in middle school. Do you like me? I like you as a friend. <laughs> right. He's a good person yeah but qualities I, about him you know? wait a minute. yeah <laughs> but yeah but i missed that game though <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so uh they, they they lost to unranked mississippi state and the last time that that texas a&m beat bama their coach was kevin sumlin and their quarterback was some punk named johnny manzel johnny football yes sir johnny football that was back in 2012 so not a whole lot that I can say about this game. I'm expecting um, I'm expecting Alabama, if uh, A&M still has the back of quarterback, I'm expecting Alabama to take full advantage. Um, of course. I think they probably win this one pulling away. Uh, I, I foresee – I think Coach is probably going to pull Bryce in the third quarter, Bryce and the boys in the third quarter, after, you know, they score. They're going to come in and score, and mm-hmm. then he'll pull them and sit them. Uh, so that's what I foresee happening there. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is Bama versus Texas A&M. That game is at 8 p.m. That's the late game. That is on CBS. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all the SEC games this week. I want to throw uh, one out there real quick because uh, I don't think – actually, I got. I may have time to get to both of these, but I want to throw one out there real quick. Non-SEC game but locally affiliated since I'm out here in the uh, – in uh, where the in the Sooner State. Um, big – Huge Big 12 rivalry game this yeah. coming Saturday. Noon kickoff on ABC. Red River rivalry. Yes. Number six yes. Oklahoma Sooners are taking on the number 21 Texas Longhorns. I'm still wondering when they're going to be back. Sam Ellinger said they were going to be back like three years ago. Are yeah, they back yet? Not back yet. No. Okay. Well, they're number 21 this year, so there's not – there's not, and they've only lost in one game. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving forward, OU's had their share of struggles. This year, they, they really had a problem with their finding their identity on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is kind of hit or miss. Spencer Rattler, a lot of people disappointed he didn't live up to the hype. Yeah. But it's the same people that are disappointed that he didn't live up to the hype are the same people that hyped him up before he got on campus. Very true. Like said, to meet with the media spreading the narrative. Like, I thought this kid was going to come in here and break every single one of Baker Mayfield's records the way they were talking about him. And mm-hmm. I, we really have yet to see that from him. Um, and they're not helping no, him with the play calling because they 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 have a completely abandoned the running game, you know. And, and they got a beast. And Brooks Kennedy is a beast, right? 
I haven't seen I, I haven't seen a lot of their games on TV, but you know, on Saturdays when I'm out and about in the car, I'm listening to the game on the radio. Um the, Brooks Kennedy is an absolute beast. He really I, is. I'm gonna say this when Chuba Hubbard was here, that was the big debate. When he was here at Oklahoma State, that was the big debate. Who's gonna be who's the better back? Hubbard or Kennedy Brooks? And Ke- the thing with Kennedy Brooks was uh, Kennedy Brooks was very quiet. Like right. he he quietly did what he did. But then you go back and you look at the stat line. You're like, yo, for real? I mean, and that's and he's played with Kyler, and he played with Jalen. Yeah, and beast. Like at the at the pa- at the passing game, if they had the passing game a lot, give the ball to Kennedy Brooks, let him rip off 10, 15 yards. The kid's more than capable of making things happen. It's um, consistent too. Yeah, but like you know, Rattler is kind of like he'll he'll throw five. Like he threw five. For five touchdowns in that 76 to nothing game against Western Carolina, right? And people, and people were like, people were like, yo, yo, okay, that's Spencer Rattler, QB1. That's the one, that's what we've been waiting on. Let's make this happen. But then people forget the week before, Tulane almost got him. Mm-hmm. And then they struggled against Nebraska for crying out loud. Like it took that circus interception catch for them to beat Nebraska, basically to put the nail in the coffin. He has thrown four interceptions this season. Five games, four interceptions. Two of them were against Tulane. I'm not trying to get excited. Um, <laughs> and then he threw uh, he threw one against West Virginia, yeah. and then um, he he has he has his problems like big games. That's a big thing. He's a liability in a big game like West Virginia. That was a big game. That was a crucial game. That was a game that they were like, look, they really got to go out here and wall up West Virginia, and they yeah. did. They were like, look, they really got to. I I picked. After they after the way they beat West Carolina, um, I think some group, some pick 'em thing on on um, some app on Fox where you get to pick the the winners or whatever. Yeah. The same app where you get to win Terry Bradshaw's money. That I one. got you. Okay. Um, uh I picked Oklahoma to win by like 35 points and they barely squeaked by Nebraska. Wow. You know? Um and and the worst of it is they've got no depth at quarterback. Right. No, no, no. I'm being serious when I say they have no depth at quarterback. Right. Zero. I talked about before how Spencer Rattler is the first homegrown quarterback that is that has been groomed his entire career by Lincoln Riley. Because mm. uh um uh, Jalen was a transfer, Kyler was a transfer, Baker was a transfer. Um they are there are pick check this out. I didn't notice they got six quarterbacks on their roster and two what? six. Yeah, six. Oh, wow. They got six quarterbacks on their roster. Two of them are freshmen. Two of them are freshmen. Two of them are seniors. What? Um, and then you've got uh, Spencer, who's a sophomore, and then there's another guy that's a junior. So they, they seriously, they've got six guys at quarterback. And what is that? And the two seniors, neither one of them has played a snap since 2017. That was the last time they played. Right. The two freshmen haven't. The two freshmen. One of them got some playing time. I think a couple of the, the, the uh, got some playing time in the Western Carolina game. Um, no, seven. I'm sorry. And neither senior has seen a snap since 2017. They got zero depth. So what that tells me is is that Lincoln Riley put all his eggs in the Spencer basket. basket. Right. Hoping that this kid was going to be the next Heisman hopeful. And after two seasons, we're starting to see that he is who we thought he was. But at this point. He hasn't really put any work into the other guys, and they're undefeated. He's probably been undefeated so far. Now he's just praying he can get through the season, not lose a game, still have a shot at the playoffs, 
and not have to use any of his backup quarterbacks. Right. Because it, it, seriously, right now, if Spencer Rattler goes down for the season, and I hope for their sake I'm not talking it into experience, but it, uh, into uh, existence. I'm talking it into existence. Oh, my Lord. The misspoke of the day for Mr. No, Fingers is, is experience. <laughs> experience. If he goes down, that's it, man. Uh, yeah. Kennedy Brooks, longest run this season, 32 yards. He's 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 he's, he's, uh, he's uh, fifty four carries for thirty three hundred eighteen yards, but when you look at they played uh, what five games so far, right? That means he's only touching the ball about ten times a game, which is maybe two and a half times a quarter, right? Barely. Right. Um, but his longest run this year is thirty two yards. Um, the ESPN matching indicator, because you know I like to check the odds and stuff like that. Oh yeah. They've only got Oklahoma. They've only given Oklahoma. Um, a 56.9 chance. That was as of yesterday. 56.9 oh, wow. chance of winning the game. The number six team in the country only has it has an under 60% chance of wow. winning against a Texas team that just got into the rankings last week. Exactly. Are you serious? Yeah. Come so on what, now. What does that tell you? Even the sportscasters are like, eh, I don't know. Because Texas nah, has yeah. to sneak up on you. I mean, Texas got us. Um because we didn't, we we made it back to the SEC championship the year we lost to Alabama. The next mm-hmm. year we made it back to the SEC championship and lost, mm-hmm. and then turned around to play Texas in the Cotton Bowl or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, Texas, well, we got this on lock." And uh, Texas embarrassed us. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Who? How many New Year's Six bowls have y'all gone to? Because y'all A been. Lot. I mean, no, I mean in the last couple years. I mean. Like, y'all went last year to a New Year's Six Bowl, right? Yeah, we had a New Year's Six last year. We had a New Year's Six the year before, and then we played. Who did y'all uh, play the last two years? I'd, I'd have to go back and look, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd I look. The, the, I, 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 I keep them, and then if they're big games, I keep them. And if they're not, then I don't, you know. It was it was a New Year's Six. It was I hate to be that guy. It wasn't a championship game, so I was like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see what we got here. Where else are we? Um. What is it? Uh, Texas, uh, Texas has thirteen hundred yards on the ground and seventeen TDs, averaging five point nine yards per carry. That's their all of their running backs. Passing game, um, not so prolific, a thousand twenty-one yards, but they're still getting thirteen point one yards per catch with eleven TDs. On the flip side of that coin, OU has almost fourteen hundred yards and ten TDs, but their rush game, this is where they fall short. Remember, I told you Texas has thirteen hundred. Oklahoma only has seven hundred seventy-three, and they're averaging four point six. And then the other guy that you can't count out of this equation, Cameron Dicker. They call him Dicker the Kicker. That kid got a that kid got a leg. And if he here's our here's our key phrase. Are you ready for the key phrase? If he stays healthy, he's gonna be up. He's gonna be a beast kicker in the in the NFL. Um, his longest kick so far since he's been at Texas is 57 yards. This year he's been five of seven, and I think his longest one this year was just a hair under 50. So let's just say OU Texas comes down to the fourth quarter. Texas has the ball. Mm-hmm. They've driven the ball inside the 45. Right. Like somewhere between the 45 and the 40. Uh, right down to the 40-yard line. That means you're giving this kid with this boomer of a leg, no pun intended. (laughs) See what I did there? You're giving this kid, you're giving this kid with a cannon of a leg 
an opportunity, a kid who can regularly hit hey, the 50 yards. Keep, uh, keep going. I got to enter my door real quick. Keep going. Okay. DoorDash. <laughs> now, nah, see, you don't want to give this kid an opportunity to kick a 50 yarder in a close game in the fourth quarter. So, as much as I would like to say, as much as I would like to say that Oklahoma will come up victorious in this game, and for all of my folks from Oklahoma that are OU fans, um, listen, OU has grown on me. I, I've been I, I listened to all the press con all the press conferences with Lincoln Riley. I remember the Baker the 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 Baker Mayfield years. I, I remember the Kyler Murray years. I listened, you know, I listened to all the radio broadcasts and things like that. I did I listened to 1077, the franchise here in Oklahoma City. And they love OU, but I'm telling you, this so far has not this out of the four years that I have been following OU closely. This has been the year that your best product is not on the field. There's a there's a lot of confusion about assignments. And Sean, you mentioned earlier about the play calling. Some of the play calling is a little bit suspect. You know, um, Spencer likes to get Spencer gets with the with the announcers and started calling happy feet yes. in, in, the, in the backfield while he's going through his reads. And a lot of times he's first read. He's like first read's not open. Check down. You know he's gonna be, he's like the new he's seriously he's the new captain checkdown from Alex Smith. Yeah, um, he needs somebody to coach him up a little better than that. So I I'm giving the edge. I'm giving only a slight edge to Oklahoma. Okay, uh, but I think that I I like ESPN think that one could also go either way. Again, that is OU Texas Red River rivalry noon kickoff Saturday on ABC. Um, <sighs> Oh man, I got no, more notes over here. I thought, oh yeah, the Texas defense has logged ten sacks, seven passes defensive, and three interceptions this season so far out of five games. So the question is, what team, what OU team shows up? Is it going right. to be the team right. that went out on the field and beat the snot out of Western Carolina, or is it going to be the OU team that uh, looked like they were chasing their own backsides when they were playing West Virginia? Right, right. That, they barely won that game. The team that played West Carolina. Shows up on Saturday morning, locked, loaded, and ready to play. It's going to be a hell of a game to watch yeah. um, because Texas is hungry, and I think they can smell the blood in the water. And if Texas can knock them in the head a couple of times, Oklahoma could look up and be behind two scores. And then after that, it's a wrap because I don't think they've had to play from so far behind. Right. Um, so far behind the season. Matter of fact, even last week, it took them three quarters to wake up. They like they went, they they were going toe to toe with Kansas State. Right, right, and then, and then in the third quarter, it's like, oh yeah, we showed up to play football, and then all of a sudden they took like a two a two touchdown lead. And so look, and, and the thing about Kansas State, Kansas State actually was, you know, you said they would get a two touchdown lead. They actually had an opportunity to come back, scored a touchdown, kicked an on, impromptu onside kick, but as the kicker kicked it, he and they recovered it, but as the kicker kicked it, he kicked it, and then like kind of kept his foot going and, and the ball bounced up to his foot. So they actually took it back. Kansas State was at the cusp. Wait a minute. Know. Let me find out that kicker was playing out there playing hacky sack. Well, no, it's <laughs> funny because he kicked it and then his foot kept going and the ball bounced down and then bounced back up to him um, and he recovered it. So, like, they were like, oh, he got it. But see, Lincoln Riley, man, you know, like you talked about how intelligent he is. He went and he was like, no, there's a rule against that. That's an illegal touch. And they went and 
um, reversed it, and then you know they and Oklahoma ended up scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I almost feel like your boy Will last night. Line of the light night last night. For those of you that, that just rock with us on Let's Talk College Football, you really need to check out the Let's Talk. The entire Let's Talk family of podcasts is Let's Talk Football with with Sean and Janae uh, and Janae and um, and and they kill it. And then you have uh, the roundtable, which is Sean and Nicholas. I want to smoke Rosario and Miss Diversity with Delilah, Delilah Crespo. And then on Wednesdays, you got Washington Football Weekly with my man Sean and and Will Kramer and my boy Avlo. And the line of the night was the thing that perplexes me. And see, I don't even play Madden or NCAA anything. I don't own a console. Mm-hmm. But if I am playing NCAA football on my TV at home, Mm-hmm. And I can make Oklahoma the baddest team, and, and playing on beginner level can have Oklahoma whoop anybody. Right, How right. That this coaching staff that is getting paid, because you figure Lincoln's salary has got to be at least five or more, and then exactly. you figure all of his assistants. So the budget for the coaching staff has got to easily be eight million. How can that coaching staff with an eight million dollar salary not coach these boys to play better football? Doesn't make sense. None at all. None whatsoever. So, like I said, I'm giving the edge to Oklahoma, but I'm only giving the edge to Oklahoma if they keep the lead and keep it close because if they let Texas pop them in the mouth a couple of times, they could potentially come unravel. I agree. And, and that's – I don't I, – I, for, 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 for my neighbors here in Oklahoma, I don't want to see that happen for your team. Although the, the, the real the real, the real fans the, the, that, that know football – not yeah. the not not the homers are just like oh the homers. In Oklahoma right not the homers the, no. the, the fans that are real foot that know football yeah they'll, they'll they'll shake their heads in agreement when they see this so they know sooners sooners I'm giving this one to you but do not prove me wrong I, I'm not putting any money on it because I don't do that but don't mm-hmm. prove me wrong on this one I'm looking for the sooners to win this a type to win a tight one yeah it'll be interesting it and, and be that interesting. that does it for me bro I managed to keep it. Under the time limit, keep the keep the listen, y'all. Y'all don't understand. I if you've watched any other shows and me with any of these other broadcasts, I tend to go off on a tangent and some of my personalities come out. And next thing you know, we spend 20 minutes and then we forgot what we were talking about. While it's all yuck, yuck, and fun, we want to give you some good sports information. So we managed to hold it down tonight. Um, you got you got anything for me, boss? You got any games you want to talk about? We got a couple minutes. That, I, know no. you, I know your food just got here. You want to eat because you're sitting there smelling it. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, no. I I ordered some cheesecake uh, for Cat. She t- uh, told me her uh, one of our close friends is uh, pregnant, so she's kind of going back and forth to the hospital. And, like it's about that time and all that type of stuff. So her daughter is going to be coming over and might be like crashing with us. So she, so I got her cheesecake and all that type of stuff. No, 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 uh, big deal. But um, such a wonderful fiance. Uh, well, yeah. Well, no, that's partially for me too. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna eat that. Don't get twisted. Twist <laughs> See, not a not a real deal. Cause I like, hey, right. hey, fool, I ain't get all of that for them. I'm gonna get some of that. I'm gonna definitely get some of that. Um, but yeah, no. So, um, no, yeah. I, hey, that's I, that was perfect. That was perfect, man. Uh, <laughs> you hit it. I, I definitely want to talk about the Red River rivalry, and I think I'm glad you you brought that up. But oh, yeah, man, I missed the comments. I didn't see it when it popped up, but our boy Will Kramer was like, go Georgia Bulldogs. Appreciate you, Will. Nice. Even though he probably posted that a long minute ago. Um, but yeah, so that that's it. I mean, that team that you said that you thought could beat Bama is playing somebody. 
Yeah, they yeah they got over that uh, victory over uh, Notre Dame last week, in uh, right in front of touchdown Jesus. That was pretty. That was pretty dope. I thought that was pretty nice. But uh, yeah, the Cinderella season will end in in the next coming weeks. And if not, hey, we see they know. played they played know, y'all last year in um in the it didn't uh, end well in the bowl game. I don't know what the score was. It didn't end well. But uh, uh um actually they're playing Temple. They're yeah. playing Temple tomorrow night. No, no, I'm sorry. Coastal Carolina's playing tomorrow night. Temple is playing. No, Coastal Carolina's playing tonight. Temple and, and, and uh, Temple and Cincinnati playing tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. So we shall see. I don't think they I don't think Temple's gonna give them any hard times. But actually, that one has a UGA connect also because Temple quarterback. Yeah. Is, uh, is a transfer, Dewan Mathis. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We shall yeah, see. That, uh, that, that Georgia game was 24 uh, 21, Georgia. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was a close one. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati definitely, uh, definitely. That was, the- that was their first loss of the year. So, you know, no doubt with, with the conference they're in that they can definitely do it. Um, that was a big win for them last year. And Ritter, I think, is solid. But, um, I mean, I'd be naive to sit there and think that they can actually – nobody's been able to touch um, one or two this year. Now, three, we saw what happened to Oregon. So, But, uh, yeah, one or two, nobody's been able to touch that. So, yeah. yeah, I like to see them do good, though. It's definitely good to see well, them that, do good. That, that was my whole thing. Like, I teased you about it, but my thought process behind this when you and I talked last night was I don't know that they would necessarily – like their the, the schedule does not allow the schedule is not set up that they will wind up playing either number either any uh number one or number two this season. Yeah. But if they pull out a conference win, are they they're group of five, right? Mm-hmm. Um no, I think they're American. Is that part of the power five? I don't think that is. Uh yeah, no, I think they are. Uh no, 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 no. Because they're talked about as as one of those other ones that you have to yeah, they're Atlantic. They're all um, Atlantic all American conference. Yeah, yeah. So they're group of five. But I'm saying, with a good with a good enough record in the conference win, and there's not any strong cat. I mean, think about it. Oklahoma's supposed to be. I'm not knocking Oklahoma again, folks. Oklahoma's supposed to be the strongest team in the Big Twelve, and will more than likely win the Big Twelve. But they're not. I don't. I mean, they're they're number six right now, and unless something drastic happens at three, four, five. Or even one or two for that matter, God forbid, because I would like to see number two kind of go all the way this year. Not that I'm biased or anything like that, but I'd like to see it. Um, you know, uh, if something drastic doesn't happen at the top five positions, they could find themselves literally on the outside looking in. And God forbid for them, they lose a game late in the season. So now that opens up because, you know, you've got right now, I think you've got in the top five, you've got SEC. You've got Pac, Pac-12? I believe so. SEC, Pac-12, and then I don't know who four and five are right now. I'm going to check the rankings in just a minute. Um, but, you know, a couple of good wins here and there, and they could sneak up over the top of Oklahoma in the five spot. Yeah, that's what could happen. Which would, open, which would open the door. I mean, how, how do you say, like, it always used to be, oh, we're going to take the best of the best. Well, they finished in the top five, and you got right. six playoff spots. Why right. not give them one? Anything is possible, right? Especially if they're moving yeah. towards more playoff spots. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that it has been uh, Let's Talk SEC football. Uh, I definitely appreciate you guys joining us, and uh, we will definitely 
be with you. Look out for Anthony's updates, uh, college football updates, where he talks. Tell, tell him what you're talking about, man. Oh, man. Um, to, let's see. Today's Thursday. So tomorrow night, I'll be dropping a video which basically previews all of what's going on in the – well, not all of what's going on because there's 130 teams in D1. I'm not going to do that. But I'm just going to touch on some of the hot games that are going on this weekend, what you can expect, um, what you can expect. And then on Monday, I believe it is, on Monday evening, that's when I'll drop the review of what happened over the weekend. Um, I'm also we moved our HBCU spotlight to be a part of our uh, to be a part of our weekend shorts. You'll see that tomorrow night as well. So make sure you check that out. Um, Sean. The Let's Talk College Football videos, you can find those on uh, under under here. Let's Talk College Football on Facebook. You can find them under, I believe it's Sean Spencer. You type in Let's Talk College Football, but it's under your name on uh, YouTube. Is that correct? Oh, oh, for this this specific one? Yeah. I'm putting no, it on Let's Talk. Well, this but this specific one will be on your on your YouTube and the yeah. Zagnif one YouTube as well. So you, Zagnif, it's a uh, Zagnif one, Zagnif, uh, Zagnif one radio network on YouTube, um, and on Sean Spencer on YouTube, um, and then the shorts will be on the Zagnif one radio network as well. So definitely, folks, we appreciate you. Thank you for checking us out, Sean. I'm gonna let you take us out, sir. All right. Hey, we'll see you. I'm Sean Spencer. I'm Anthony Handy. Thank you guys for checking us out this week on Let's Talk SEC Football. Peace out. Subscribe for content and more on your new home for podcasts and independent music on the Zagnif One Radio Network.